Welcome, everybody, to another episode of NFL East Podcast. Make sure to follow the NFL East Podcast on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcast. Join our NFL East Facebook group. You can watch every episode of this podcast on YouTube. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Hit that alert bell. So every time we go live like this, you all will get a notification sent to your smart device and you could be a part of the podcast. Get in the comment section. We'll try we'll try to answer any questions or if you just want to tell us we suck really bad, that's okay too. That's NFL way <laughs> Brandon. Make sure to follow him on YouTube. I'm Mr. McDolphin. You can follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Mr. McDolphin73 and make sure to follow the show on Twitter at East NFL. What's up fellas? Dad, don't forget about the Facebook fan page. Go follow That's that. That's what I well. said. That's what I said. Oh, you can you follow. That. Yeah, I said you can follow. The tape. Uh, join our NFL East Facebook group. All you got to do is just go to uh, go to Facebook and uh, search uh, at NFL East. Boom, yep. our group will come up. Join it. We're up to what, like 50, 50 something people? 53 uh, people, yeah. yes. Yeah, NFL boy Brandon, he runs that. He gives us. Uh, just news kind of going on. Um, Shit, listen, we're called football. NFL East and we cover the 18s, but I post any and everything about football over there. So right, exactly, which is pretty cool. Because in a roundabout way, it all affects us. Yeah. Uh, it affects straight across the board. So that's pretty cool. But um, the big thing is, is guess what, fellas? Football's back, baby. Yep. <laughs> Season two. Season two, Season let's two. go. Right. Let's go. So, yeah, football's back, man. Training camps have started. Injuries have happened, yeah. Um, yeah, which is pretty sad. And I'm sure we'll get into that as we do a little bit of news from the East. Um, so that's uh, – yeah, we're back, baby. We're back. Um, so far, what we've got planned is every Saturday at noon, we're going to come on here live like this um, and just do a once-a-week podcast for now. We'll see what happens after the season starts and if we need to throw another one in there during the week or something like that. But – this seems to work for everybody, so it's what we're going to do um, for now. Today, I got um, a little bit of news from the East. I just want to hit each camp, kind of see what's going on in training camp. Um, uh, any breaking, you know, bigger news that's come up, of course, we'll cover that. Um, and then we got football. We got football this week coming up. Y'all know that? Yeah. We got a football game, like a real game. Uh, I mean, it's preseason, but that's pretty cool. So we're going to talk a little bit about the Thursday game with uh, the Jets and Browns. Um, and then just some announcements of some new segments that we're going to be doing. And then I got a little surprise for you guys at the end, but uh, which is pretty cool. And we'll kick it off uh, like this before we do news from the East. Did you guys know that this is our 50th episode? Do y'all know? Wow. That? That's crazy. I did not. Yeah. yeah, we closed out one season with exactly 49 episodes, and this is our 50th episode. So that's pretty cool. I have a 50th episode to kick off season two. Um, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. How do you all feel about uh, about it? You all ready to get back in the grind of right. it? Because, I mean, it's a lot of commitment for us, you know, uh, starting a new season. Uh, last year was a lot of fun. It was nice to have a yeah. couple months off, to be honest with you. Um but then once uh you know football started back, I was like, oh, I started getting excited. I'm ready. Right. What, what are you guys? Yeah. You ready? You ready for yeah. this season? 
Yeah, I definitely am. never stops for me, you know, because <laughs> you know, I got the podcast and then calling games and then right. it's like uh, recycle for me. But it's probably a good break for you guys. I'm I'm definitely excited for football, though, to be back. So, yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. The break was good, uh, but I'm ready for football. Once uh, once the players are, you know, practicing, at least that's that's just all you need to know. That's like Christmas in the air. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? Right, exactly. Yeah. Kind of like that. Um, right. Yeah, I have to say, like uh, a year ago, we started when we started this thing, kind of previewing what the the two conferences were going to be like. We kind of really had like low expectations for what kind of season we were, all these teams were going to have, and they had a great season. All of really every team overachieved, um, right? Uh, in, in in most areas. So now we're going into our second season, and. Our expectations, I think, like for me, are pretty sky high, right? Like, yeah. right, exactly. These are the two best divisions in football. Yeah, bar none. Yeah, yeah, maybe, I, maybe. I, I, to- I totally agree. I totally agree. And and you know that that's um, not that's not how it's going to work out. <laughs> right, <laughs> we right. will be wrong again. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, going into you have to think that, right? You have to yeah. think that these are the two best conferences in football. Um, I really enjoy covering these eight teams because um, it's it's we talked about this me and you rich we talked about this a while back it's kind of like um, keep your enemies close you know what I'm yeah, saying sure. I get to dive into the other teams that are in my favorite team's division you know right. what I'm saying and kind of follow them make sure I know what's going on with them because you want to know um, a, a lot it helps as a fan and this is a fan podcast. We are definitely not reporters or no bullshit like that. We're fans. We're diehard fans. That's what we are. We all have our own favorite teams. And it's good to know, for me, it's good to um, be able to dive into, find out what's going on at the other camps with, you know, the the Jets and the Patriots and, of course, the Bills, um, with Dolphins being my favorite team. And, and the NFC East, I, I know that um, you feel the same way, right, Rich, being a Dallas Cowboy fan? Oh, sure, sure. And, uh, you know, but it – it, yeah, I've actually like subscribed to the Philadelphia subreddit, you know, so <laughs> as a fan of humanity, I feel like I'm, you know, going above beyond duty for that. Right. Exactly. <laughs> visit, visit that <laughs> hell hole. <laughs> but uh, no, it's all good. It's it, yeah. I definitely believe keeping your enemies close because uh, yeah, that's the, that's the people you need to be afraid of or, right. you know, concerned about is a competition. Cool. All right. Um, I guess let's go ahead and dive into it. Um, you, you guys ready? We're going to do a little bit of news from the East. Just go around from it to each camp and kind of talk about some news that's come out of each camp. Does that sound good? Yep. yep. All right. Let's kick it off. News from the East. All right. Let's uh, let's start. Um, with the G-Men, I guess. Let's start. Yeah, let's start with the Giants. The New York Giants and left tackle Andrew Thomas have agreed to a five-year, $117.5 million extension, which includes a $67 million fully guaranteed. Um, and I don't know if you guys know this, but that is a new record for offensive linemen. How cool is that? Offensive linemen are, are getting... Oh, so that's good. I mean, that uh, okay. I, I want to make a quick response to that. Um, I, you know, that is amazing. And like you said, Dad, that is really cool because, like, it set a whole new standard now for offensive tackles, you know, and stuff. Um, 
So it opened a new door for them. So I'm happy that he got paid that. But you're trying to tell me that they're out here handing contracts out like that and can't find a way to pay Saquon Barkley. I find that ridiculous. Just pay the damn man. So that's all. Yeah. I, I feel like offensive linemen and defensive ends, those people, those, those, uh, cornerbacks, quarterbacks, even receivers, cornerbacks. Right, receivers right now, uh, you know, they're that market is always going to be constantly rising, but we could do an entire episode on how running backs are getting, uh, uh, mowed over by the NFL at the moment. Yeah, right. Exactly. And, and that actually is the, the next, um, topic that's coming out of the giants camp. Um, Saquon Barkley and the New York football giants did agree to a new contract to a one-year deal worth up to $11 million. Um, this is actually kind of disturbing to me. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I felt, yeah, it was disturbing to me. You know, you guys know me. Um, I am a big Saquon fan. Uh, I told you all the beginning of last season, he was going to the pro bowl. He was good. Going to get over a thousand yards. All this stuff is true. Um, he had a great year. I'm with Brandon. I don't understand why they can't pay him. I don't understand why he signed this contract. His, um, the, he was going, he was set to make 10 million. Uh, and so this gives him the chance to get 11 million. Um, but it's still a one-year deal. He's still going to be a free agent next year. They'll probably try to tag his ass again. Um, I, I don't, yeah, I don't understand why he signed this um, until I heard him talk. And then he, you know, if you all, I don't know if you guys seen the press conference of him talking about his contract. And he said, I just went with my heart. You know, um, I really think that Saquon wants to be a giant and he wants to be a giant for his whole career is what I, is what it looks like to me. And that's why he does stuff like this. Um, what do you guys think? Well, um, I seen a thing that came out and said what you said, Dad, that he wanted to go with his heart. But not only that, he said that he wanted to play the game that he loves. He just wants to be out there playing the game that he loves. So that's why he signed this one year contract. And he uh, it, it was pretty funny because right before he signed the contract, he was talking shit about the Giants. He was like, you know, they're trying to screw me over, but I could be the one that just says, fuck the Giants and not go out there and play. And I was like, damn, Saquon. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the man, there's no doubt that the man loves football. So and that's what he wants to do. He wants to be out there playing. So, you know, and, and the thing I'm saying is, is. If they're just a running back, like, you know, so, like most of the people are, if they're just running backs, then I can understand you paying them cheap. But Saquon's not cheap. He's a running. He's a catcher. He was the he was the number one receiver last year for Daniel Jones. And he's not even a damn receiver. He's a running back. And you still won't pay this man the money that he deserves. I don't get it. The Giants need to get. Yeah, they, 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 I totally agree, Rich. Uh, let me say one thing, and then you can give give your opinion on this, Rich. Um, there's a difference. I like what you said, Brandon. There's a difference between running backs and superstar running backs. Um, CMC, Saquon Barkley, yeah. Alvin Kamara. These guys deserve to make more money because they bring more to the team. Yeah. Go ahead, Rich. Yeah, I agree. Uh, by the way, if uh, Saquon would have sat out his first game, which was the rumor that was going around for a while, uh, that would have been against the Cowboys. I wouldn't have been against that, per se. <laughs> just saying. Just saying. Uh, 
But yeah, uh, it does seem like you see Saquon Barkley, who had a probably maybe a career year last year, right? You could say right. that maybe one of yeah, his best yeah. seasons, if yeah. not his, best his rookie season. year and last year were his two best. <laughs> right. Years. Yeah. Uh, but like you said, he was so valuable in helping Daniel Jones as a receiver. Um, but with the market is as it is right now, and honestly, I feel like there's some ownership kind of collusion going on as far as like yeah, definitely they just decided, hey, running backs are going to be expendable to us. We're going to save our we're going to cut corners on the, that position. And until the landscape changes with the Players Association, I think they should uh, kind of what you were kind of hinting at, Josh, is let's not consider these, uh, you know, superstar running backs, your run of the mill running backs, you know, right, maybe exactly. maybe franchise and tag them at 15 million, you right. know, uh, start start, uh, you know, uh, given given proper contracts to people that have such a impact on your team like CMC, right. Saquon. So, right. yeah, but I don't think anything's going to work out right now. Right, exactly. There well, has I, to be an answer. I, I don't yeah. know what it is. Saquon does have um, an injury history, and maybe yeah. that's it. Maybe that's yeah. may, maybe that's what the Giants are thinking is stay healthy another year, two years in a row, which you haven't done in your career yet, um, and then we'll pay you. Maybe that's what they're thinking. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, that seems like a cop-out, though, but, but I, I, that makes sense. Out. <laughs> yeah, I mean it makes sense, but uh, you know, it, it it seems like more of a unified I- I effort by the NFL to just downgrade the value of running backs yeah, as far agree. as financially. Uh, for as far as on the playing field, I think they're very valuable. Yeah, right. Well, uh, well, all, all I'm saying, and this is the one last thing I want to say about it, Rich. Um, I agree with you that I think they are valuing, valuing them as not superstars and shit. But all I got to say is to the Giants, go let Saquon go. We already know another team's going to take him. So let him walk. Uh, let's see if you can find another wide receiver that, I mean, another running back that can run as good as him, catch as good as him, and do all that. Those aren't those aren't very rare in the uh, national football league. You know, though, though, when you find one of them, you have to treasure them because they're not very, they're not found very much. So I totally agree. I totally yep. agree. All right, let's keep it moving. Next up Dallas Cowboys, Trayvon Diggs and the Dallas Cowboy or the Dallas Cowboys and Trayvon Diggs agreed to a five year, $97 million extension. Um, Rich, how do you feel as a Cowboys fan locking in your um, number one cornerback long term? Yeah, I think that's uh, fantastic. This is a great deal for the Cowboys. Uh, they didn't reset the market on cornerback contracts, um, and they locked in one of the premier, I think, cornerbacks in the league. Uh, yeah, definitely top three, top five. Yeah, yeah, definitely a top five. Without like yeah. ask Jamar Chase or. Uh, 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 other people about it. Um, feel that he's shut down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, for a Cowboys fan, we're gonna have Trayvon Diggs for nine years. That's entire the entirety of his prime. I mean, that tells me that Stefan Diggs is gonna be a Cowboy more than uh, uh, Trayvon being a Buffalo Bills, right? Right. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Stefan. Stefan's not happy anyway. So come play with right. Dak. They get a. They'll be good. Right, exactly. Um, uh, the, yeah, great move by the Cowboys all the way around. Lo- I love this 100%. And they, have, I, I, they have a lot of players to lock up. I was a little surprised that Trayvon Diggs was the first one they locked up. But uh, uh, are, you, are you reading my mind on what, what I'm getting ready to bring up? Because right. um, what I'm getting ready to bring up is, is 
it has a little bit to do with training camp and the simple fact that he stayed in Dallas and said, fuck you, I'm not going to California. Um, he missed the flight. Zach Martin is currently not with the Cowboys at camp. Um, he's mad about his contract. Um, Zach Martin, of course, is one of the best, definitely in the top three best um, guards, offensive guards in the league. Um, he is what 30 is he 30 or 31 rich uh, i think he's turning 30 yeah i think he's gonna, 31, I think he's gonna be 30 yeah. at the beginning of right. this season so right. this is his last chance to get that big contract to get that mm. big extension yeah. um and then by the end of this contract he's going to be older and not and not get it so right. he's really pushing for his he's last contract 32 okay i thought 32. he might even be yeah. Able. yeah that sounds right so right. um he's uh, I don't. I, I don't know. I I don't understand. I'm album with you. Um, I, of course, I want your opinion on this, Rich. And like you said, the Cowboys have a lot of people they need to lock down. And how important do you think that is with Zach Martin and that interior offensive line? Yeah, uh, I would say yeah. Zach Martin's getting up there, but offensive linemen can really play a lot longer in the NFL. I mean, oh, well, Jason Peters just played last year, and he's forty, um, and he played tackle. Uh, so I think Zach Martin's got a good five more years of high quality, right? Which play. is one more big contract, that one was more contract, point. right? And right. and uh, he's taken a sort of a a team friendly contract, long term contract a few years ago. That's what he's under right now. He's still under contract, right? Um, but because of the uh, 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 yeah, when he signed it several years ago, now that contract looks out of proportion for what his you know, he's providing. So he has a good point. He's, he's arguably the, the best guard in the NFL. I mean, I, uh, yeah, I totally agree. Definitely in yeah. the top three, so. definitely in the top three, if not yeah, at least top two. I can't think, I can only think of like maybe uh, a couple of people that would compare with that, but, but still, I think he's going to get this contract worked out. They're going to give him, give him another re, re uh, redo his contract, load him up with some uh, bonus signing bonus money again, and should be all good. I don't see Zach Martin not playing. That would be really weird to me to see yeah. him not on the field. And so you're not, not worried, but you're not worried about it. You're there. You think they'll be able to work something out? Yeah, Dallas want he wants to be there, and Dallas wants him there. They'll make, they'll make the money work. But yeah, he want he wants to be in Dallas. He has said that he wants to yeah, retire yeah. from Dallas. So yeah, I don't see him. Which, by the way, Zach Martin is a big Kentucky Wild basketball fan. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, or really? Not. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, really. Uh, cool. Yeah, that's his favorite basketball team. Um, but anyway, yeah, there's other people like Dak Prescott's got to get a contract done. Uh, CD, CD Lamb still working on a contract extension, um, but he's he's he gets an extra fifth year option. Um, and then you got Michael Parsons coming down the pike next year, I think. So, yeah, they got they got to work their money out, but I think they will. They've been pretty successful. The Cowboys have at managing their money and their players how they want to. So, not not too concerned at all right now. And love the Trayvon Diggs deal. Yep. I totally agree. Brandon, you got anything on it? If not, we're moving on. No. All right. Next up, Washington Commanders. I don't know if you guys know this, but the NFL owners have unanimously (laughs) approved the six, what is it? Six billion dollar sale of the Washington Commanders to a group led by Josh Harris. Um, That is awesome. There, there's a new owner. Um, I don't know if you guys do you do you guys remember last year when it was this time of year last year and 
um, the pitchers came out of people, the fans that showed up to Washington's training camp last year. Do you all remember that? Here's a picture of it right here. Yeah. It was uh, basically (laughs) two guys showed up like diehard fans. I mean, everybody else in the back of that picture is all staff. So it's all what (laughs) staff. They're all staff members. So behind these ropes. And so there's like a couple empty chairs right here. And then a couple, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool uh, that this is this year. Here's a couple pictures from this year's training camp, um, which was earlier this week. And the first one opened to the public. There's thousands and thousands of people showed up. Yeah. It's a new day. It's a new day. Awesome. There was, uh, there was some cool stuff. Uh, There was a cool video on, on Twitter um, where the whole you, you heard about yeah, a thousand fans chanting, Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Josh. Talking <laughs> to Josh Harris, um, in, in the cell of the team. Uh, these fans are excited, they want a product, um, which is pretty good, man. I mean, the Washington Commanders they got a good team, they got a good defense, they got wide receivers, they got you know, a good offensive line, they got a good running game. Um, their biggest, uh, anyways, we'll just you, we'd start with that topic. What do you guys think about? the cell and uh, this new rebirth of the Washington commanders. Am I going first since I covered them? It yeah. doesn't matter. Yep. Go ahead. Go, Brandon. All right. Um, well, fun, fun fact. Uh, Josh Harris is part owner of the Washington commanders, but the other half, in case you guys didn't know is magic Johnson. Yep. And yep. I thought that was pretty interesting that magic Johnson's the other half of the co-owner um, I was listening a couple of days ago. I found uh, Magic Johnson's interview that he did uh, after becoming part owner of the team. Uh, I was listening to his um, to his interview, and he said that uh, he called Josh up and told Josh, do you want to win? And Josh said, yes. And he said, well, I'm all in. He said, when I buy these teams, I do not buy teams just to have a team and make it look good on me. He said, I I'm there to win. So it sounds like they got a, they got two owners that really care about this team. And it sounds like the Washington commanders are uh, steering in the right direction. And who knows, they might be really, really good this year. Nobody knows until the season gets off, but uh, I definitely do do know that they do have better ownership now. Uh, That's one thing that they was really lacking there in Washington, but yeah, so I'm happy about it. Oh, and the other big thing, they might not be the Washington Commanders. Uh, Magic Johnson came out and said, everything's on the table. So uh, change it to Red Wolves if I got a vote in there. Football team. I, they should have stuck with the football team. They nailed it there, and they, they walked away. Um, actually, it. if you want to know the truth, they should have stuck with Redskins. So. Yeah, as they did. Yeah, the Redskins, I would have stuck with too, Dad, but <laughs> apparently that is uh, you know racist. Right. If they bring that back, that'll be something. Yeah. <laughs> like magic. So, what are you doing? <laughs> so how, how do you feel? How do you exactly? How do you feel about this, Rich, as a Dallas Cowboys fan? Um, do you think that this is going to help Washington get back um, to the to their glory days? Are, are they going to are they going to be able to get back? We remember, right, Rich, when we oh, were. Oh, yeah. Washington, Washington, the Washington Redskins were badass. <laughs> they I, think were they, won three, they, I think they've won three Super Bowls, I believe, if yeah, I'm right. Yeah, they've won Super Bowls, always yeah. contenders for the playoffs. They were um they were really good. Yeah, Joe Dyson. Yeah. Doug yeah, Williams. Exactly. Yeah, they were always good. 
so it, do you think this is what they need to help help them get back to that? I absolutely think uh, anything's an improvement over Dan Snyder. He was the worst owner in the NFL by miles. Yeah. Uh, they should have kicked him out years ago, honestly. He didn't care about this team. He didn't care about winning. No. He didn't care about that stadium or about you know status, keeping the fans happy or anything like that. Um, uh, so that's going to change. All that's going to change, I think. I think they will get a new stadium. Uh, they'll get, um, uh, you know, they're on an upward swing. You know, they, the only thing they really don't have is a franchise quarterback. Yeah. Right. And that, and that's the next topic that I was going to come uh, up. We, we got a couple um, training camp uh, battles, camp battles that I wanted to talk about. And since we're talking about the commanders, let's go ahead and start there because Brandon, you were talking about how the owners um, with Magic Johnson and Josh Harris, they, they want to win and they want to be a group that wants to win. I, I'm asking myself, does the coach want to win? Because are you really going to put your career on the line with Sam Howell? He, he only has one career start. Um, how, how can you just give um, him the team? He doesn't have enough experience and he hasn't proven that, that he was the starter. So what do you think about or could be a starter in the NFL what do you think about Brandon about this camp battle of Sam Howell and Jacoby Brissett? Yeah. Um, I, I think Sam Howell could be good. He, you know, we don't know. We've never seen him play. I, exactly. I think the only time we ever seen him play was the last two minutes a week, uh, 18 of last year. And the whole game he, he started, that's, that's his only start in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, and, and and who could evaluate him in in one game? You can't evaluate someone like that. So, uh, you know, I I do think Sam Howell could be good. He could be a potential future uh, a future quarterback there in Washington. But as far as this uh, mitts goes, Dad, between him and Jacoby Brissett, I think Jacoby Brissett starts the season as starting quarterback there in Washington. We seen what he did last year when he had to play the first eight or nine weeks when uh when uh Deshaun Watson was out on suspension and I honestly was surprised that they put Deshaun Watson back in there because he was doing really good with the uh Browns I think he won like seven out of the eight games or something that he was covering him for um so I think Jacoby Brissett comes into the season being the starting quarterback I think if he starts to fall off the rails then they'll turn to Sam Howell and see what he can do. But I think Jacoby Brissett's going to be the starting quarterback. Yeah, I, I think Brissett is a uh, – he's a decent quarterback, NFL quarterback. He's proven it. He's played for the Colts. He's played for the Cleveland Browns, like you said, last year. Uh, I totally get them putting Deshaun Watson in over him no matter what because that contract. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. You're you paying that, you pay that much and then and have him on the bench. Have a backup, uh, Jacoby Brissett. But, I mean, but, Jacoby Brissett had the hot hand. Oh, I understand. I understand. Uh, but in but in Washington here, I think we're going to see that. Uh, if I'm the coach, I'm letting them battle it out in camp, and I'm not afraid to uh, start Brissett, uh, Jacoby Brissett, if uh, uh, if he can win games because I think this team's capable of winning games. Yeah. You know? Right. So uh, yeah, I mean uh, they have a they have a good team. Their yeah. team is, um, in my opinion, every bit as good as Cleveland. Last year, I mean, oh, they, yeah. they, they're oh, yeah. pretty similar, actually. Very similar. Cleveland. Yeah. And if just like Brandon was talking about, Jacoby done that that good in Cleveland. I think he could definitely do that good um, in Washington. Right. It'll be interesting to see what R Rivera does because I would not sacrifice winning games 
just to give the the future some experience right away. You know, I don't say yeah. you can you can start Sam in week six, seven, eight, nine, see how yeah. your season's going. But right. if percent is starting and you go six and two, I'm keeping him playing. You know, yeah. why not? Right. Well, but, well, but we what, what I'm know Jacoby is- Brissett. We know Jacoby Brissett is nothing but a backup quarterback in the NFL. No. He, he's he, he's a serviceable a- emergency quarterback for sure. Exactly. Yeah. He's a great bridge quarterback, great whatever, but he's not going to be your franchise guy. No. You do no. not know that about Sam Howell yet. And yeah. they they need to see if Ron Rivera had more time, I would start Sam Howe, whether he was great, sucks, stuck with him. Worst comes to worst, we're picking really high next year, and we're going to pick another guy. We know well, Sam well, Howe is not see, our that, future, that's and problem. we get a high draft pick for next year. Well, see, so. that's the problem, Dad. He doesn't have that time. That's why I'm saying I would agree. No, with he'll you. be fired. If he fired. had, if if he had two, three years left and he had leanway, I 100% agree with you. I would start Sam Howell over Jacoby Brissett too. Say, go out there, show us what you can do. But you don't know that, and this is your last season. You've been told by management this is your last season. You do not make it there. You are, you know, you are fired. So you have to go with the dude that has proven that. And Jacoby Brissett proved that last year. He proved that a little bit with the Colts, but I feel like he did. He really took a step up last year with the. Cleveland Browns, the only game he, the only game that he lost out of those eight games that he was covering for Deshaun was uh, to New England in week four. Okay. All right. So, so both mean, of you all think it, it's definitely a camp battle. Both of you all think that Jacoby Brissett will start the season. Is that what yeah. you all are thinking? If he wins the camp battle, I mean, like, yeah. Do you, what's your opinion? Do you think he will over Sam Hill? I'll be honest. I'm not so sure. I, I think, uh, I think if it's, if it's, you know, if it's 50 50, then that just that you gives give it, you give it to the young guy. I think so. Yeah, yeah, I'd go with the younger guy. But if it's if he's clearly not ready to, you know, be the serviceable game manager that uh, uh, Jacoby is, I'm going with him. I'm going with Jacoby. Right? right? I'm not going to lose games, especially Rivera. Uh, he's on a short lease anyway. This new management is going to want to bring in their own players or their right. own coaches, right? Their own management. They're going to want to reinvent their their new toy or you know, right? New, new team. Um, so I would I would play to win the game as that uh, old boy used to say, <laughs> play to win the game, play yeah. to win the game. Totally agree. All right, the other camp battle that I wanted to talk about is for the Eagles. So um, of course we know that uh, during the draft or around the draft time that the Eagles got DeAndre Swift, running back DeAndre Swift, um, where they got Rashad Penny also, and this is a camp battle. What is your guys' opinion? on how the running game for the Eagles is extremely important. We know that the quarter, the quarterback is basically another running back. Um, and it adds to the running game, the running game. How do you think they go about this? Let's say that Swift stays healthy. We know that Swift is accident, you know, somewhat accident prone. He has a uh, uh, injury history. Say he stays healthy is there either one of these guys are, are they going to get the majority or do you think it's going to be an even split? How do you think the Eagles go about doing this and who do you think gets more reps and wins this uh, camp battle for at running back for the Eagles? Yeah. Yeah. This reminds me of the uh, Tony Pollard, Zeke Elliott sort of running back combination. I think you're going to get, uh, you know, the thunder and lightning with uh, Swift and uh, Penny. Right. Uh, I think the Eagles are going to use them equally. 
or close to equally. Maybe Swift will get more play time because I think he'll be used, utilized more as a receiving back, you know, coming out of the backfield more so than uh, Penny. I think will just be run up the middle. I could be wrong, but that, yeah, that seems to be his style of play. So, uh, again, I think Philly's just going to use utilize both of them. I don't think there'll be a, a true number one running back on on that team. Yeah, I think Penny is better at uh, pass protection, but right. uh, Swift is better as a slot receiver or a, a, a receiver out of the backfield. Right. Yeah. So I think uh, I think they're going to utilize them with no real number true number one. Yeah. Cool. Well, see, um, but to make a quick remark about what you guys are saying, um, I definitely like what Rich is saying to use them both as backs. Um, I do think Rashard Penny is going to be the main running back there in Philadelphia because uh, we've seen what happens to Swift with the Detroit Lions. He ran the ball, ran the ball, ran the ball. He was constantly running. And he got injured every single year. So I feel that's like why I opened Eagles, up this conversation with let's act like yeah. he doesn't get hurt this year. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if he, he does, he gets hurt, hurt every year. If he, he doesn't will get, get hurt. hurt this year, then I could definitely see him being the starting running back because he is be- definitely better than Richard Penny. But I think the Eagles in the back of their mind, they know that he has injury concern coming in. So I think on first, second, and third, well, maybe not, somewhere's in there, they'll probably bring Swift in. Uh, but I feel like first and second down is probably going to be Richard Penny, and then they'll bring in Swift on third downs when they need a passing game or something like that for him to catch out of the backyard, you know, out of the backfield or something like that. I don't know. I just feel like DeAndre Swift, they're going to slow down his production because in Detroit he was the number one and he was constantly running it, and there was not a single season in Detroit that I can name to you that this guy did not get injured. So, yeah, I think the Philadelphia Eagles know that in the back of their mind. Cool. Yeah, and that, that, not going to underestimate Philly's great Philly's great offensive line. Uh, exactly. Play. I, I think the, both these running backs are going to be happy about running behind that. Those yeah, that's, that's, that's a, what I was going to say as the last comment is it, um, for the Eagles, this is actually a good problem to have. <laughs> and yeah. um, and the the offensive line, like you just said, Rich, uh, um, you're, we're thinking exactly the same because um, both of these running backs or the running back by committee that they choose to use when you, you throw in their quarterback also um, are going to be better than they've probably ever been in their whole careers due to that offensive line. You know what yeah. I mean? That offensive line, they're going to have big holes to run through. <laughs> so um, yeah. Swift, I think, is going to. Well, yeah, run. but if you Until... remember Swift, Dad, Swift never got injured by running through the line. I mean, Detroit's offensive line wasn't great in the first place. It definitely has gotten better, but yeah. he always got injured on the tackle. tackled. So if he runs yeah. through that line, like you guys are saying, because he's definitely going to be able to do that because they have a – a top five, top 10 offensive line. Uh, it's top tier there in Philadelphia. But once he gets through that line, what's then going to happen? Because he yeah, it's an open field. He's got be injured. Yeah, he's got hurt a lot. All right. Next up, my Miami Dolphins. There's actually no news going on with the Miami Dolphins. Um, let's go ahead and move on to the next. Uh, nothing. Yeah, uh, I, I think it uh, concerns <laughs> the dude that you brought in on the offseason, Dad. Uh, yeah, cornerback uh, Jalen Ramsey is expected to be out until December after un- ungo- 
after undergoing a full meniscus repair to his left knee on Friday per Ian Rappaport. And so um, this kind of, you know, he got, he got hurt um, in practice. He was uh, guarding Tyreek Hill. Um, he fell down, grabbed his knee. They came over and seen him. He got up, tried to walk on it a little bit, um, ended up getting carted back to the locker rooms, started running, um, had surgery the next day. Uh, the initial was six to eight weeks, um, depending on what they needed to do. And then um, it ended up being a, a full repair, which, uh, yeah, is the long term. So for half the season, he is out. This The Dolphins had this same problem last year. <laughs> um, the good thing about it is um, we still have a Pro Bowl cornerback on the other side of the field <laughs> in X and Xavier Howard. So, um, yeah, this is kind of a blow that the, – with, you know, Vic Vangio and then and the additions of uh, Jalen Ramsey, this defense was supposed to be, you know, uh, top five defense. Um, I think they could still be up there in top five, top ten um, with the schemes that they're going to be running. Uh, this sucks as a Dolphins fan, kind of knocks, you know, feels like a gut punch, you know what I'm saying? Um you're not down on the mat. You're just out of breath. You know what I'm saying? Just right, catch, right. slow down, catch your breath, and get back at it. This defense is still going to be a whole lot better than last year um, because yeah. the defensive coordinator is a whole lot better than last year. You know what I'm saying? And and the addition of some other some other talent. We got um, a lot of young backup cornerbacks. Um, Dad, real mm-hmm. quick, if you don't mind, so. just wanted to make one remark. Um um, I, I mean, I do see where you're saying that you had the same issue last year. You did. Um, um, but with that being said, I think Jalen Ramsey is a lot better than Byron Jones. And on top of that, when J- when Jalen Ramsey comes back, you know what you're going to get out of that. All I'm saying is, thank God we do not have to verse both him and Etz. And we two of, of Sunday Night Football, that shit would be scary. Uh, Jalen Ramsey is easily a Pro Bowl type cornerback every single year. So, you know, when he comes back in December, you guys are definitely going to be making a playoff push by then. And he's going to come in and, and shut people straight down. That's just what Jalen Ramsey does every year. So, yeah. And it's, I mean, the reasons why I don't really mind, I mean, I want him to be healthy. I want him to play. And you, you're correct, Brandon. He is a great cornerback. Um, he's a shutdown corner until he runs into an elite defender or an elite wide receiver. <laughs> and then he gets burnt a lot. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, yeah. um, you know, I mean. But, I mean, when you come anyway, into those matches, they're going to know that and they're going to put Etz on that receiver because Etz, it doesn't matter who's Etz playing, he can shut down the freaking superstar. Yeah, the problem receiver. is, and but the problem is, is when when there's a great wide, a great cornerback on the other side, opposite of x x becomes a ball hawk and he gets double digit um, interceptions you see what i'm yeah, saying right and that was that was definitely the goal for miami this year right to kind of return, right, exactly. return to form just, for xavier just picking off uh, throws exactly open place. x up because you could shut down with Jalen ramsey you could shut down the other side of the field yeah. which allows um which allows x to go to work and that's what he is as a ball hawk 
And he can't do that when he's the primary cornerback and has to shut down half the field. He has to yeah. worry about actually um, break it, you know, uh, instead of being able to be the ball hawk that he wants to be. So, you know, we uh, it'll be – it is what it is. Um, the As a Dolphins fan, like, if you all remember back in the draft, their first pick was in the second round. I wanted them to go offensive linemen. I wanted them to go tight end. I wanted them to go these these huge needs – that I, that I felt as a fan, um, uh, the general manager, he, he selected a cornerback. <laughs> now he looks, now he looks like a genius because, uh, you know, we, we might have a rookie starting that opposite side. If he can beat second year, uh, our second year cornerback that, yep. that started last year. So, yep. Yeah. Lots of second round, uh, you know, drafted cornerbacks can be, uh, you know, NFL starters from day one. Right. So, exactly. So, well, not only that, yeah, honestly, but, uh, um, honestly, and, and this is all I, I got to say about it, my last comment, um, honestly, I, Cam Sims was the number one cornerback on my list. You guys know that going into the April draft. He was the number one cornerback on my list. I watched a lot of tape of him, and he is a shutdown corner. Um, honestly, I think the only reason he fell to the second round is because of how massive – the cornerback class was in this draft this past year. Um, so I think you all still got a really good cornerback that if he, even if you have to turn the keys over to Cam Sims, I think he could shut down that other side of the field also. So it takes yeah. a little as a, as a rookie. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. I, I agree yeah. with you uh, being from South Carolina. I watched Cam Smith and cut in college. Some he is, um, you know, he's, he's a shutdown, shutdown corner or at least was in college. Let's see how that translates to the pros. So, yeah. Right. I would say like I, I, the way I wrap it up, like the dolphin, this is definitely kind of a, uh, a little slightly disappointing for the dolphins because really it's a chess match in the, uh, or such a chess game in the AFC East. You've got to face Aaron Rodgers twice. Now, uh, Josh Allen, Mac Jones, uh, losing your probably best defensive player. Possibly. Right. Yeah, maybe. Um, you know, that that could be a game or two. That just to be all the difference between winning and losing, really. So right. but I think the Dolphins are strong enough to they should overcome a lot of that and just if they can uh, you know, tread water till uh, uh 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 it comes back in December, you know, right the, the season. They they can if he can make a playoff rush or run and you've got your top quarter cornerback back, then uh you know, that can be something to play for. Right. Yeah, exactly. All right, cool. Next up, New England. There's a couple things going on in the New England camp. Uh, Brandon, you wanted to talk about what, what what's going on? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I'll start with the injury news. Um, Ty Montgomery was out all last season. Uh, now it sounds like he might be out for another significant amount of time because he went to go catch a ball the other day from Matt Jones and apparently it was behind him and he turned his uh, body weird and tweaked his uh, knee. So it sounds like he could be out for another significant amount of time. I'm going to wait around. I might update you guys uh, by Nets podcast. Uh, I haven't heard anything else about it outside of he tweaked his knee. Um, but some of the other news going on is uh, Matt Jones up to off to quite a rough start two out of the three eight practices he's thrown two interceptions both to Kyle Duggar 
and the back of the end zones. And the most recent news, uh, New England's bringing in Ezekiel Elliott on a visit tomorrow to New England. So they really want a running back, don't they? They, they, I mean, this is like the third running back this offseason that they've been tied to um, and talked to. I, I kind of see it. They, they've always done the running back by committee. Um, but I don't think you want to forget they have – they got a running back right now on their roster yeah. top 10. You know what I'm saying in the yeah. NFL. So um, it's, you know, even more weapons. Well, and that and that's why I think they're doing it, Dad, because they don't want to have to give Ramondre Stevenson the workload. We know that he can carry the workload. He did last year after Damian Harris got injured. Um, so we know that he can do that, but we don't want to do that because that's how you set up for injuries. So we're trying to get that second factor in there. So yeah. that way we, he could have someone to run with. Um, yeah. We were hoping. Plus he's, uh, was, uh, Zeke is one of the best goal line yeah. rushers there is. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? He could yeah. go there. We, um, we were hoping that it was Dalvin Cook, but it sounds like Dalvin Cook it might be on his way to New York. Signing no, with the Jets. Not at all. We, we'll the, talk the, about the Dolphins. I, I yeah, saw we'll, the rumor we'll that talk the about Dolphins that here in a few. He offers. is going to the Dolphins. Um, if you watched Good Morning Football yesterday, you, he basically told you he's going to the Dolphins. Anyways, Rich, how do you feel know. about Zeke going going to New England? At least, visiting? yeah, I actually think this is a great. This is a, would be a great pick for New England. Uh, you know, Zeke still he's going to be playing this year for somebody. He's still a, a good quality yeah. running back. Uh, he's not going to get paid for that contract that he was under for sure, but uh, for uh, uh, he's going to get picked up by somebody. Uh, he's a great leader on the football field, you know, like he's a he's a coach's player, so that's going to help. He, he would help uh, uh, Mac Jones quite a bit. Uh, I still think he has some miles in the tank. I think he's he's going to be a better first half of the season running back than a second half of the season running back because he's going to just get. Uh, torn down a little bit by the, as the right. season goes on. Uh, he can't recover quite as fast as uh, he used to, but he's also one of the best, uh, if not the best blocking running back in the exactly. NFL. That's what I was going to say. His, his yeah. uh, pass blocking. Right. You know, you don't want to pay a running back a lot of money for being a pass blocker, but if you need a pass blocker that, you know, can also run the ball, that's the guy to have. And I wouldn't be too worried about Mac Jones throwing interceptions and all that kind of stuff right now, because you do have a new offensive coordinator. You got yeah. a pretty good defense over there. So yeah. uh, uh, this is where you work all that stuff out. I, exactly. I totally ignore all that stuff from training camp because yeah. you don't know what they're trying to do. You have no idea. I, and they, and, yeah, and they're totally not trying agree. to win games sometimes. They're just trying to work plays through. So. Yeah, exactly. And and what you were to go along with what you just said, Rich, um, the the pass pass blocking skills that he brings and the goal line threat that he yeah. brings. And if I need two or three yards, Zeke is one of the guys I want the ball. I want to carry the ball. Um, so you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, he's great for that. He, yeah, you need so a pounder, somebody to sledgehammer, be a sledgehammer. Right, exactly. And and having um such and Stevenson having such a good other running back you can give him the primary um part of the you know the load of the work which will keep zeke um fresh all season you know what i'm saying if he's doing if he has less roles um so yeah i i like it i think it's good um i think it's good so is that it new england yeah all right next up buffalo 
Bills running back Naheem Hines suffered a significant knee injury off-site. This is, this is pretty big, y'all. Off-site in a jet ski accident and is expected to miss the entire 2023 season. So it, here's the first injury of season-ending er, injuries um, of, this, of the 2023 season. Um, he will likely lose his entire 2023 salary because he's <laughs> off-site of $2.56 million, and there's a chance that he's going to owe the Bills money um, that were part of an extension that he got. So, uh, yeah, that's a bad day. Away from the away from the facility, I guess, really sucks. <laughs> and yeah, you know, they put that stuff in those players' contracts. They can't, you know, uh, jet ski or parachute. You can't. They can't do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, right. Sucks, but but he he can come back and maybe have a couple more good seasons and make some more money, hopefully. Right, uh, but yeah, it's kind of a bit of a blow to the Buffalo Bills. I think um, um, I, a lot of pressure on the Bills this year. I think. Yeah, I, I, I mean, we're going to see a lot more of Cooks now. Um, but I, I was thinking it, it, it really seemed like oh, they wanted, huh? I was saying, what's up, the ghost? He's oh, he's it, um, it really seemed like that they were going to build a running back committee. Um, and it was, it was actually looking really good. I was getting kind of scared as a Dolphins fan. I was like, Ooh. And so this kind of get, leaves them more one-sided. They really, in my opinion, they need to bring somebody in. There's still four nets out there. There's still some good running backs. And I, I think they need to bring somebody in and I think they probably will. Um, yeah, I think Buffalo's they're, uh, they're an interesting team in the sense they kind of ran the show last year, as far as like being the top 10 or the top team in the AFC for, all the way to the end of this season, and they kind of uh, fell back a little bit. But uh, uh, I think their window to win is now, right? They have a small window to to win, and they're going against Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrows, um, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, yeah, we're, and we're going to talk yeah. more about that. Um, so, I, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I think the Bills. I, think, I, think, I mean, I think their window was last year. I think you might be right. So, like I feel I like think, the, yeah, I think we, uh, this window is is closing with because uh, but just because of the division they're in and the three um, extremely hard teams. So right, yeah. right. Uh, you got Aaron Rodgers twice this year. So if you're Buffalo, right. uh, it's it's a and, and they've established themselves as sort of the top tier team that everybody's going to be gunning for. So right. I can see him coming down in third place in the AFC East at the end of the season, possibly. Right. And we'll talk. We're going to talk more about that in um, this off season. Um, and then, like uh, Brandon, one of the things you brought up of taking a look at the le- uh, that the free agents that are left. Um, we're going to be talking about that as you know, as people get hurt. This is the reason why we you want to do it because yeah. now Buffalo is going to have to pick up one of those running backs. You know what I'm saying? Out of free agency. And so here in the next couple of weeks, uh, one of the segments we do will be taking a look at the remaining um, free well, agents, I mean, any of a matchup for any of yeah. these teams. And there's going to be more injuries. Like I, I bet you the Dolphins take a look at all the veteran cornerbacks out there, because even if one of the young guys they have steps up, they're going to need somebody else um, to create some depth on that roster and leadership. Yeah. 
in there. Well, the, the one that the one thing I wanted to say real quick, um, it sounds like to me everything coming out of the Bills camp, they have complete faith in uh Dal or not Dalvin Cook, but uh whatever the hell his first name is. Mm-hmm. Um but James anyway, Cook. yeah, it sounds like they have a lot of faith in him. Um so I mean, with that being said, you can't bring in someone like Ezekiel Elliott or someone that's gonna be better than him because you're saying that you have faith in Cooks and then uh, yeah, you know, but you, you need uh, that uh, under yeah. lightning, that that one-two punch. Um, and that's what they were going to have. That, um, that's what they were planning. So, yeah, you wouldn't bring yeah. in somebody just as good as Hines. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so. Well, well not, not only that, Dad, not not only did the Buffalo Bills lose uh, Naheen Hines for the rest of the season, that which is a running back for them, as we know, but he was also the kick and punt returner for them too. So yeah, now you exactly. got to figure out who the hell is going to be kick and punting returning yeah. your special teams took the hit. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's good. It's a good thing that you know the the NFL is getting rid of special teams. So you know that's good for. Yeah, slowly. Yeah, they're getting. They'll be just. <laughs> Are they really? I mean, that's it. Oh my god, it's so sad. Yeah, fair catch. Really fair catch. This is fucking NFL. Come on. All right, let's wrap yeah, up yeah, news of the east with the. With the New York football Jets, um, the Jets and defensive tackle Quentin Williams agreed to a four-year, ninety-six million-dollar deal, sixty-six million in guarantees. That's pretty cool. Um, also, this is kind of weird, y'all. My uh, dad, real quick, real quick, before yep. we go any further, I wanted to let people know since we got people in here now. If you guys have any questions concerning any of these schemes for us, make sure to drop them in the comments below. We'll answer them for you. Yeah, exactly. That's part of it. Que- uh, not not only questions, questions, comments, anything, anything. Just be a part of the. By the way, Go said hi, Dad. He said, "Oh, I get to meet Dad. Hi, Dad. <laughs> awesome. Yo, what's up?" Um, and then the other thing was, which is pretty weird, because I was trying to think of another time that a quarterback has taken this big of a pay cut. And the only thing I can think about was the Saints and Breeze, but he didn't even take this big. Aaron Rodgers takes a $35 million haircut. Um, That's crazy, dude, that he's – which frees up a lot. How do you guys feel about that, about Aaron Rodgers? Why do you think he's taking the pay cut? And – um. What do, what do you all think about that? Yeah, he's got to get some Super Bowl rings because so far he's only won one. It's hard to be the greatest quarterback in the NFL if uh, you only won one Super Bowl. <laughs> that is so, not true. So, yeah, sac- sacrificing some salary. This is a, That's what Tom Brady did all those years, right? I yeah. mean, he just uh, put the money into the team and he was fine. So Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers never would do this see, for the see. Packers, though. No, no. <laughs> he would never do it. It kind of is a little bit. He wants, he wants to get a, he wants to uh, tell, you know, he wants to be able to look at green Bay and say, yeah, I got a championship somewhere else. You know? So, yeah, that's true. But see the difference is rich. I wanted to bring this up real quick. Um, it, Tom Brady did that for new England, but new England never got him help. I guarantee you the jets will get Aaron Rodgers some help. He, they already did by bringing over to right. the receivers that he wanted from the backers. So, I mean, I, I feel like he's got to be in a sweet spot, right? I mean, if you're in our Aaron Rodgers, you gotta be pretty happy, right? Yeah. Just, just make state farm pay you some more money. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, and, and going along with what you just said, Brandon, um, Dalvin cook, 
is he went to New York um, to do Good Morning Football on Friday. He's staying in town and he's going to go visit. Um, he so he's doing a visit with the Jets tomorrow on Sunday. So that's pretty well, cool. See, um, that, that could be, you know, you free up some money and yeah. hey, get you another running back. You know what I'm saying? Well, well the only reason I, uh, the only reason I mentioned to you that I, it sounds like he's going to the Jets to me is because one of the channels that I follow on Twitter, they posted saying that Dalvin Cook apparently came out and said that his first spot that he wants to go to is Miami. But he said that he wants Miami to up their offer, and you guys apparently aren't willing to do that. So he said that he wants to go to a contending team. So the Jets would be his next option. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I totally agree. Um, You can't blame the guy. You can't blame the guy. This is negotiation, right? He's just negotiating. Yeah, he's just negotiating. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what he's doing is trying to put some pressure on the Miami Dolphins right. and be yeah. like, hey, look, there, there's another team over here that wants to give me some money. Yeah. Oh, by the way, they're also in your division. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah. either I can come and play for you or you can go against me twice a year. How? Which one do you want to do? You know what I'm yeah. saying? I mean, yeah. so, and if he takes the money, if the Miami Dolphins drags their feet on this and does not lock in this great top five, six running back in the NFL. They're dumb. They're dumb. And you can't blame him for taking the money. You know what I'm saying? You can't, you can't blame him at all for taking the money. Um, No, and he's a veteran too. I think he can wait it out until he he gets the right deal. I think he will. Even if he has to wait till right before the first season starts or even into the season. I mean, you got Dalvin Cook there yeah, if you're I mean, the running back. Yeah. Yeah, he's and he's not – I don't think he'll wait that long. But, um, you know, I, I think something's going to happen sooner than later. But, you know, I hope that he wants to go to the Miami Dolphins. As a Miami Dolphins fan, I hope that he does. He's from Miami. Um, he wants to play at home. You know what I'm saying? So uh, – and, the, the, you know, there's no state tax. New York or New Jersey is a – one of the biggest state taxes. So, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you save some money right there. So yeah. Yeah. There's uh, nothing good about nothing bad about living in Florida. That's for sure. Right. Right. Exactly. So, (laughs) (laughs) so, all right. Uh, Let's see what else is going on. Okay. So let's kind of wrap this segment up with just answer. What I want to do is just, just, you know, just a one minute um, response to this question. Oh, Dad, by the way, uh, real quick, before you ask that question, I just wanted to uh, say something because I don't think you guys know about it yet because it wasn't bring up. But apparently Garrett Wilson yesterday in practice got injured. I don't know how serious it is or anything, but Garrett Wilson apparently got injured. Yeah, I've seen it. And supposedly it's not that it's not um, it's not anything serious. So which is pretty cool. Um, Like he's not going to miss anything. He's not going to miss any games. He doesn't need to be in preseason really uh yeah no so um now he's definitely not going to be um at least unless it's changed there might be more news on that and if so then we'll you know we it'll definitely come up in our um in our facebook uh group so make sure you're a part of that and you get those notifications and and post and join us on facebook um let's go ahead and wrap it up this segment up with 
answering the question, what is your number one concern um, for your team? So let's start in uh, let's start rich. Number one concern for the Cowboys going into uh, the new season. Just a real quick response on each one, and let's keep it rolling. Yeah, how the offensive line plays out through injuries and some new players. Uh, uh, that's going to be that's going to be the main concern. Uh, and everything else is looking pretty good. If uh, maybe maybe like we talked about signing players earlier, they still have to get Dak under contract. So some of that's kind of a c- concerning, but really. Um, having a healthy offensive line, I think, is going to be the key to how far we go this season for the Cowboys. Cool. Um, Brandon, what is your number one concern for the Washington Commanders? Um, I think we might have talked about I, it. It might be that. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I got a couple of concerns. How is that new ownership going to look? And how is this quarterback battle going to turn out? Who's going to be your starting quarterback? Who's Rivera going to go with? So I, I think that would be my biggest concern of who's going to be your quarterback. My, I, I think that's a good one, but I would be kind of concerned to wonder if Rivera even knows that the season's getting ready to start. Somebody better know. I didn't want to go there. All right. <laughs> he didn't, he didn't, he didn't know that he was eliminated from playoffs. So who knows? He might not know that, you know, the season's getting ready to start. Maybe I think, maybe, maybe I'll think the preseason is the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's unacceptable for a head coach in the NFL. Embarrassing. Unacceptable. I would have docked him a hundred thousand dollars off his paycheck. <laughs> Rich, what is your number one concern for the Philadelphia Eagles? Yeah, for the Eagles, it's uh, um, living up to last year. All right, thanks for stopping by, Ghost. Yeah, it was. Uh, they had the perfect season last year. If they would have won the Super Bowl, it would have been an all-time great season. I think if the Eagles had pulled it off, uh, I'm glad they didn't. And now they're just like everybody else, but. Now they have to live up to last year's expectations or from uh, their success last year. They'll have a much tougher schedule. They have lost some key players, but they drafted really well. They've got a, uh, they do have a new offensive and defensive coordinator, I believe. Right. So that's going to be a challenge, you know? Um, um, So yeah, you know, living up to the hype of what they've created. If they win, 10 games this year, that's got to be a huge disappointment, right? As an Eagles fan, I don't think they're not going to make the playoffs. I feel like they will because the NFC is wide open, but I think they, yeah, they're going to be under a lot more scrutiny to tell to keep up the pace that they started last year. I totally agree. Number one concern for the New York football giants. um, I'll cover this one has to be Saquon Barkley cannot be your top receiver. <laughs> it's the receiving core. That's my number one concern. The addition of Darren Waller is awesome. Um, hopefully he will lead the team. Um, but even then, your tight end is going to be your lead receiver. Really? You know what I'm saying? It's the receiving core. You have to – who's going to step up on this young receiving core for the for the Giants and make Daniel Jones' life a little bit easier? Yep. You know what I'm saying? Last I mean, year it was our man Wondell Robertson from Kentucky. Can he until do he got hurt? Season? And, yeah, until he got hurt, and then that's yeah. but that that's the whole point. Can now can he stay healthy? You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. um, and then you got Hyatt, you got the rookie, you got a Tennessee. Um, is he going to be able to step up? You had a couple guys coming on 
um, like Slater and those guys that were coming on towards the end of the season, are they going to step up? They have their, they're similar to new England. And in my opinion, do not have a number one wide receiver. You know what I'm saying? Um, But what, what cannot happen is Saquon Barkley cannot lead your team in receiving. He can't, he can't, he can't. Right. This is the NFL. This is a, I I agree with what you two are saying that it cannot be Saquon Barkley again this season. I agree with that. But the thing that was even more concerning to me is uh, that that dude, James Jamison or whatever the heck his name was, the dude that came on as of late that was showing up as the true number one wide receiver. James. Yeah, James. Yeah, you you let him walk in free agency. He's now with another team. So who let's say you have a repeat of this season like you did last year. Who the hell is going to step up and be your true number one wide receiver then? Because Wondell, Hyatt, Hodgins, somebody. No, 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 no. That, that, that's what I'm saying. What if Wondell gets hurt again and everybody else starts getting injured after him, like, like it was a string last season? Who the hell is then going to be your number one wide receiver because you traded your number one wide receiver yeah. away or you let him walk in free agency? They did yeah, get a yeah. new tight end, right? They got the tight end from. Yeah, they got Darren Waller, but I mean, he yeah, Darren Waller. Waller. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, he shouldn't be your leading receiver, but considering who the receivers are, oh, he probably will. That. He probably yeah. will. It, it'll yeah, pro- it'll probably, Aaron Waller Aaron will Waller probably be first. Saquon will he be second. The and their wide receiver core will probably suck. Just yeah, like you know, they didn't really even address the wide receiver in the draft. I, uh, well, they got Hyatt out of Tennessee. Tennessee. They got Hyatt. Yeah, they got Jalen Hyatt, which yeah. he's good. But I mean, Darren Waller has proven that he can be the number one reigns if he has to be. He wasn't. He was with the Raiders. It, that's but Darren true. Waller Darren also Carter's Darren true. Waller also has injuries um, yeah. quite often. So yeah, it's yeah. not good. That- and, and that's what I was saying. That's what's kind of concerning to me because Darren Waller can be that true number one if you need him to be because he was for Derek Carr, but he also gets injured a lot. So totally agree. All right, let's keep it moving. Patriots, Brandon, what is your number one concern for the Pats? Going into this uh, I, I feel like coming season. off of last season, it definitely has to be this offense. I feel like the offense has definitely gotten a lot better with Bill O'Brien back there now, now that we got an actual true offensive coordinator. So I feel like it's going to be better, but until I actually see them put on pads and start playing against another team, um, I definitely got to go this offense. So, Yeah, I would even – I in if my opinion, I would even scope it in a little bit further – and my number one concern would definitely be the development of Mac Jones. Yeah. Um, did last year scar him? You know what I'm saying? How much well, more talent honestly, does he Dad, really honestly, have? Honestly, Dad, the only um, reason we won those eight growing because if he doesn't keep growing, yeah. then um, the Patriots got a really bad problem, and that's they yeah. need a franchise quarterback. Yeah. So, well, well, my my thing is my thing is, and I told Mom and then this Dad talking about it. The only reason we won those eight games were single handedly by Matt Jones. Because he told Matt Patricia to fuck off half the time and called whatever he, he wanted to call, which was better than anything Matt Patricia would have called because 90% of the time, whether it was a third and 23, he was running the damn ball. Like, who the hell would run the ball with that many yards needed to get? So, yeah, I mean, Matt just... Jones was single handedly the reason why we won those eight games. So, I, you know, I'm feeling comfortable with Matt Jones, but I definitely think Bill O'Brien has the keys this year, and Matt's going to do whatever he asked of him. So, yeah, I, all I know is that Mac Jones was pretty good, pretty good his rookie season. Yeah, completely sucked last year. 
I don't think a lot of that was on him, like you said. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of that was on Bill Belichick, yeah, and who he put in as the as as the leaders of the offense, yeah. But we don't know. Mac Jones has to grow. Mac Jones has to play as good as he did his rookie year or better for New England to be able to move forward with him. Um, yeah, that would definitely be my number one concern. New York Football yeah. Jets. Um, number one concern. I'll cover this, and it has to be the protection of Aaron Rodgers, right? It has to be that offensive line because you're t- you won seven games last year. You've done nothing except bring in Aaron Rodgers. That's what you did. You know what I'm saying? You um, you haven't brought you brought in a couple receivers, but nobody as good as Garrett and the one you already had there. You know what I'm saying? So you won seven games with a crappy quarterback play. Um, the backup quarterback is that same crappy quarterback that you had last year. If you cannot keep Aaron Rodgers healthy and upright, um, your season's over, right? If you're the Jets. And so um, it would have to be the number one concern would have to be that offensive line. And well, and I would go that and sure also that the Rodgers. how. Uh, okay, so I would uh, – yes, I agree with you, Dad. My number one concern for the Jets is also the offensive line. But I feel like the other one that you have to go with is how is Aaron Rodgers settling in being a Jet? Because he spent his entire career with Green Bay. Is he going to be able to step in and do the same things that he did with Green Bay with the Jets? I mean, the dude is almost 40 years old, or he might already be 40 years old. And he's trying to learn a whole new system and grow with a team that he doesn't, that he has no experience with outside of the people that they bring. But he's running, he's running the same, the same offense that he always has ran. They, he has his offensive coordinator. He has his, I think he's very comfortable. I think Aaron Rodgers is probably the smartest quarterback um, in the league. Um, And will, about football. What? Regarding football, maybe. Oh, football smarts. <laughs> football smarts. Need to yes, qualify that one a little bit. Yeah, that's what I. That's what I meant. But um, uh, football smarts. Yeah, football smarts and the ability to pick up. Um, you know, I think he's going to be an MVP candidate if he stays healthy. You know what I'm saying? And and that's that's just who Aaron Rodgers is when it comes to football. And if you don't keep him healthy, you're screwed. So, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I agree with you, Josh. I think the offensive line looks like the weakest part of the Jets team. Yeah, like, this is, like if you're if you got any I kind like of the inroads, defense, I like the weaponry. Right. I yeah. do not like that offensive line. <laughs> right, like, like you know, Aaron Rodgers may only need to score 17 points a game, and he's going to be super hard to beat with that defense. Uh, but if you can, and you know, Rodgers got that quick release as well. So, but that's your only chance to you know make Aaron Rodgers get off the spot, which he likes to run. But uh, uh, try to make him as uncomfortable. I think that's the only chance you have to really, really take down the Jets, unless you've got a loaded team as well. But agreed, yeah. agreed. All right, let's keep it moving. Buffalo Bills. Uh, who, what do you think is the number one concern for Buffalo? Well, um, right. Kind of what we talked about earlier about the window, the Super Bowl window for the Bills shrinking right in front of us. It seems like. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say like. Uh, Concern for the Bills, uh, Sean McDermott is going to be the defensive play caller this year. He's replacing Leslie F- Frazier. Yeah, uh, Frazier's uh, taking the year off or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Uh, so uh, I'll be concerned about that a little bit. How's that defense going to hold up? I I don't feel like I feel like they focus their offseason on their offense and just kind of let their yeah. defense 
hey, uh, which is pretty good, but I don't think they're a top five defense anymore. Maybe more, maybe more from five to twelve in that range overall defense. So yeah, uh, how, how far is their defense going against Mahomes and Burrows and the like? Um, okay. Is going to impact that team. So the defense for Buffalo, my concern. All right, uh, Brandon, what do you think? Do you got something on the Buffalo? I'm going Josh Allen. And the only reason I say that is because he we've seen how he's been lately since he lost um, the head coach now for the New York Giants. I can't think of his name. Dable. Brian, Brian Dable. And yeah, then, Brian uh, Dable. Since losing Brian Dable, he yeah. looks like he's taken a couple of steps back to me. He definitely has when he gets into the red zone. He it, it looks like to me almost as if Josh Allen starts to panic and just throws the ball out there. So I, I feel like – I definitely agree with Rich. You know, the defense is, is a big part. But, I mean, how's your superstar wide receiver – I mean, superstar quarterback doing over there? Like, he definitely looks like he's taking a step or two back. So, yeah. yeah. You know, they got Dalton Kincaid in that first round, and they're saying he's looking pretty good there. So, I feel like they're, they're putting all the resources on that offense to make sure that Josh Allen can stay, you know, the uh, golden boy, I guess. But exactly. you know, we'll see. I think exactly. that went up Brandon, fast, though. Brandon, you you took exactly um, what I was going to say was losing Brian Dable. You have watched that offense. Just I don't think it's only Josh Allen. I think it's the offense as a whole. You've watched that offense get declined. They've declined yeah. ever since Brian Dable left. You know what I'm saying? And um, and if they can get that together, they they have to figure out why that's happening and um and fix that and i would definitely be concerned rich i agree with you about the defense um and not only not only that when your head coach calls plays for one side of the ball does that he don't have brian dayball to to take that offense and say don't worry over here i got this you right, know what right. i'm saying and, yeah. and so i mean that's you know you got yeah, a lot on his plate yeah. Well, I mean, and, and, and another thing, and this is the last thing I'd be concerned about if I was the Bills, but another thing I'd be concerned about is your number one true superstar wide receiver and Stefan Diggs came out just this week in a interview and said that the reason why him and Josh Allen got into it was because he is tired of the of the early exits out of the playoffs. So you got to think if that offense, like we were talking about, Dad can't get Chip back together, and they get another early exit. Is Stefan Diggs then going to start requesting a trade or say "fuck this, I don't want to be on this yeah, team I, anymore" or whatnot? Yeah, I thought that yeah. was going to happen this year. So, yeah, yeah I, I agree that definitely that offense um, and reasons for the defense and coaching. Um, so yeah, Buffalo Bills, um, the Miami Dolphins. We'll wrap it up uh, with the Miami Dolphins. I think even with the injury to Jalen Ramsey. I don't think the number one concern is this defense. I think this defense was going to leap into top 10 um, anyway with Jalen Ramsey or without him. Um, that The addition of Jalen Ramsey, I think, gave them the potential of being a top five defense. Um, maybe that's taken away. The number one concern has to be, and it's pretty much the same thing with the Jets, um, has to be protecting Tua Tungvaluwa. If he yeah. if it's another concussion, he's gone. If he... You know what I'm saying? He has to be able to play the whole season. He that's has to be your number one concern. We watched how the offense is just a different without him. Yeah, and and he has to prove. I think last year he proved his ability to throw the ball, 
to the ability to read defenses, the, the ability to make the smart decision and do it quickly. And he's a great player, um, a great quarterback. But this year he has to prove that he can stay healthy. And um, and the protection of that, the offensive line, is by far the worst <laughs> position group uh, that the Dolphins have, in my opinion, is that offensive line. Um, they got Teron Armstead, that if he's in, the offensive line is good, but he he has – um, he's injury prone. And when he leaves that offensive line falls apart. Um, that's what, this is one of the reasons why I think Dalvin cook needs to come to Miami is because the more time you're running the ball, the less time Tua has a chance of getting hit. You know what I'm saying? And you, you need to run the ball more, um, just to protect Tua, And that's the reason yeah. why they need to sign Dalvin cook. Um, in my opinion. So yeah, the number one, my number one concern is how, what can we do to protect Tua? Um, yeah. and, and I think Tua has done everything. He's bulked up. He's gained weight. He's gained muscle. He's tried to learn how to fall better. He's done everything he could do. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, but it's his proof yeah. that he can not not play. He proved that last year, but that he can stay healthy. So, yeah. yeah. I think a lot of that has done the coach as well. He needs to scheme up. He's an offensive coordinator. He needs to scheme he up. To run the to, fucking ball more. Run yeah, the ball more. Sca- yeah, scheme up an offense. You have to throw. You got Tiger Kill there. You got Waddle. You got to throw the ball, and Tua can yeah. do it. But, uh, but yeah, you need to uh, to keep in mind his health history a little bit. Um, yeah, because yeah, uh, if he goes a couple more years without getting another another concussion, then it's no sweat. But yeah, after what two uh, two big ones last year? Two big ones yeah. last year. Yeah, uh, two, yeah, yeah. Reportedly, two. A lot of people think three. Um, you know, they think they they had one that first Bills game. Right. So. Well, we don't know what happens in practice sometimes, too. So players don't, you know. Uh, I mean, I mean, and, and the concerning thing to me is that is uh, that last concussion that Tua had. Uh, when people get concussions, normally you just see them passed out on the field. Uh, when Tua got thrown down on the turf, he looked like he had a concussion. We know that for sure because that got confirmed that he had a concussion in that game. But it also looked like he was having a seizure to me at the same uh, time because he had his hands. Right, but that's normal, though. That, you know? Yeah, that, that was expected when you have concussions. Yeah, so. they, they yeah. just caught it perfectly on camera to scare the yeah. shit out of everybody. And, I mean, it was scary. It was scary. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, when his hands yeah. seized up, it was, that was yeah. some scary shit. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So um, that that's the number one concern for me as a Dolphins fan. All right. And I mean, I feel like it's not only for Dolphins fans like you, Dad. I feel like that's for everybody because, you know, like we're here sitting here talking about people in our division. I hate the Dolphins, but I never want to see anybody get injured. And I ha- exactly. I, I'm fearing that if Tua has another concussion, his career might be over. Yep. So. I totally agree. Totally yeah. agree. All right. That is news from the East. Um, we got a segment to do. It's ga- games of the week where there's actually a freaking football game coming on. Um, yep. So we'll talk about that uh, real quick, just in games of the week. It's not really games of the week since there's only one game. So game of the week, Thursday, <laughs> this Thursday, 8 p.m., Jets, Browns. Um, I'm not well, really – New England to... plays on the 10th. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> – we. We uh, everybody plays the following week, yeah. you know, the, the next Thursday and Friday. Um, but uh, 
as are, of this week. Are we going to be covering those on a separate episode? Yeah, we're doing an episode next Saturday. Oh, okay. So, okay. Um, every Saturday. So next yeah. Saturday, we'll take a look at week one in yeah. preseason. So um, right now, this is the only game we have this upcoming week. I don't really – you're not going to see any of the starters for the Jets. Um, so – or, you know, or – you know, for the Browns. So the, I, I'm just glad football's back, baby. <laughs> I'm going to watch it because damn, it's the hall of fame game and I'm going to watch some football. Yep. That's what I'm going to do. So um, is there anything your guys are looking forward to, or you're just happy to have football? I'm calling like the me? game. So. Yeah. It, oh, it could... <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Get, get your uh, roster ready. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Deep into that. Uh, yeah, it could be. Yeah, could I don't. Nobody boring. gets too excited about like the scores of these games, but it's just like you said, uh, it's uh, letting people know that football is back, and um, uh, then this, they they talk over the game on the Hall of Fame game anyway. You don't, you yeah. can't, you don't care about the action, but it's just a reminder that it's coming. It's really yep. coming. So exactly, and it it'll be. I mean, there's. Uh, I like later on in the preseason, like the second and third games, because you, if you know a camp battle and you can watch who's getting more reps, you know, like backup quarterback, who's going to be your, the Miami Dolphins are going to have a camp battle at backup quarterback. We know that. And guess what? Backup quarterback is extremely important to the Miami Dolphins because Tua normally gets hurt. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, I mean, it's going to be, you know, that's that's why I like preseason is to watch yeah. those camps. I like to watch the uh, – I like to watch when my team's playing the fourth, fifth, and sixth <laughs> round draft picks because, one, they get yeah. a lot of playing time. But, exactly. two, you can see people like, hey, that guy's got something, you know. Yeah. Maybe he needs a, yeah. a year to develop down the road. But you can tell. You can tell the standout players. So, and uh, I totally agree. Totally agree. Um, yeah, so, I mean, uh, you know, the Jets do have um, a rookie – you know, a rookie offensive lineman. Um, so it, it, it'd be see if he gets beat up. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it'd be good. I'm just glad to have football back. Yeah. Um, yeah, me too. The last thing I have is we have a few things, um, a few new segments that are going to be um, coming up this season. And I just wanted to go over them. First, the Jets are going to be on hard knocks. Pretty cool. Yeah. I like um, it. It'll be pretty awesome. Uh, hard knocks is going to run August 8th through September 5th, um, which is pretty cool. We're going to do a little segment in this. I'm going to watch each one of those, each one of these I do every week. Anyway, I'm going to take a few notes and then give it a couple minute segment um, each week, just on what we thought about the episode um who looks like a dumbass how cool is you know what's aaron right i mean i'm an aaron Rodgers fan um i'm i I do not like the jets but i always rooted for aaron Rodgers in green bay um and so it's gonna be cool it's gonna be cool to watch him every week is is aaron Rodgers gonna be the uh afc the daddy of the afc (laughs) i don't know Uh, that's Uh, another segment maybe i mean right exactly exactly so is it josh allen is it uh yeah no it could be Aaron Rodgers are too young has to be Aaron Rodgers um so they <laughs> there well, you go. I mean it's like who's got who's the dominating quarterback like Tom Brady right. was the dominant quarterback in the yeah well yeah. it's kind of wide open right now I mean you have Patrick right right Holmes, you know yeah you have it could Joe be Aaron Rodgers. you know Aaron yeah. Rodgers yeah he's definitely in the top of the AFC so um another segment so we are going to do that just for the you know few weeks that it runs um, another thing going on, um, sports gambling has gotten really big 
like really big. And um, now that it's legal in most states other than where you live. Uh, <laughs> right. We're number 50. We'll be the last of everything. Right. So we're going to do just a small segment once the regular season starts. Uh, Rich, you're actually going to lead this up. You could talk about it for a minute if you want, uh, how you do it, how you run a card, those kind of things. Um, just bets of the week. I just want you to pick one or two games that you would throw some money on and give some advice. Maybe somebody will listen to it and be like, hey, okay, let's do it. You know, and right. I, I always play a card and always pay attention to the spread and all that stuff. So I, don't, right. I, I like to uh, lose a little bit of money, not a ton of it, though. Right. So you, you'll be willing to once a week just to give us a give us a couple. Uh, yeah, we can pick like the game of the top games of the week, you know, like the like week one is Philly and New England. That's going to be a great game to watch. So I'll right, put some exactly. money on. I'll put some money on that. See how that goes. Cool. Cool. All right. That it, that'll be us. Just a real quick, small segment that we we're going to start. Also, fantasy football is is really huge, and we're going to do a little segment there. Brandon, you're going to lead this, and just uh, each week you're going to tell us um, uh, who sh- who you should start. Uh, just one player that you should start, definitely yeah. one player you should definitely sit because of the matchup. Um, yeah. So each week you'll give a, your advice on that. That'd be pretty cool. Maybe be a little helpful for some people. You know, and it'd be pretty fun. But fantasy football, sports gambling. Well, um, I'm also going to be marking down who's in, who's out and stuff, too. So I'll I'll be giving injury updates as well and giving a player or two for you to start, who not to start, who's in rough matchups, who who has easier matchups, shit like that. I'll be keeping track of all that. I normally do anyways because we play fantasy and put money down on it dad and rich would know they're in there with me so right, exactly. uh yeah we'll, we'll, we'll be keeping track of all that and i'll let you guys know each week so. yeah so it'll be pretty That's fun it. just a couple cool segments that are going to be uh we got um some cool stuff planned um we're about a month away i think brandon is that right we're a month away from our fantasy draft so we're gonna do um yeah here a little over upcoming, a month. Yeah, yeah here in the next uh upcoming um next few weeks uh it we're, we're gonna take a look at that maybe maybe we'll do like a uh nfl east version mock draft uh where we all pick teams but we can only pick uh players out of the you know out of the, the eight teams something like that we'll do some fun stuff yeah. with that as it gets a little bit closer um but then each week we'll just come back talk a little bit of news um and things that have happened but um how does that sound was that like that yep all yeah. right, cool. Um, I totally agree. That's good. I I say we wrap it up. That's good timing. A little bit less than an hour and a half. So yeah, that's good. Cool, cool. All right, sounds good. Until so Saturdays, right? Saturdays at noon. Yeah, that's, that's good for me. These peoples. I can once right. we get into the season, and you know, if we want to do another day like that, if I can do it, you know, I'll, I'll jump on if I can. Right. Yeah. We we might be able to pick something up as you know, as the season gets going, but definitely for, for the preseason that I like this every Saturday at noon. Sounds great. Yeah. Sounds good to me. All right. So till next week, we're out of here. Y'all peace. Peace.